Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I don't know what time you're listening, but hello. It's morning here in Northern California. It's Friday. Super excited for the weekend. It is uh, the 5th of November, which is weird. I can't believe it's the 5th of November already. And we are done. We're done with... Sorry, got my jazz going on in the background. Got my coffee. I figured I'd spend an hour talking about the end of Beverly Hills. I said I was going to do like a whole recap of the season. And I didn't for many reasons. I like started working on it. And it's just, of course, I have a life, which I'm sure it probably looks like I don't. Sometimes I like you know uh take a break from instagram but i literally will be running errands and in my car and at the stoplight which i've gotten in trouble and gotten honked at and i shouldn't do that i'm in the grocery store lines i'm in lines at the mall uh i clean house i stop i sit down take an iced tea break i read my phone so i should do all those things and not have to like be picking up the phone because today i realized it's like a complete addiction so here I am, uh, going to start with the podcast again. It's, I like doing the live feeds, but I also realize I need to be edited because, um, you know, we should all be free to say what we want, but sometimes I just go off on these tangents and my, I get a really bad potty mouth and I, I snap, like there's something in me and I just, I get really mad and angry and, uh, I apologize for that. I don't know some you know we're all flawed we all have issues so my issue has always been I've never cared for Erica when she came on the show I didn't care that she was married to an older man um it was revealed pretty much immediately um you know that she had a child and I was like oh you know what that's awesome you know this guy I in my mind I thought the child like she raised raised the child and, um, you know, you come to find out, no, the child was 3,000 miles away. I just, I immediately could not believe, like, the timeline of leaving a three-year-old baby to move 3,000 miles away across the country, leaving him with the father who had apparently hooked up with another woman immediately, and so the child had some kind of mother figure. I don't know. That's what she states in her book. And then going to California, and the fact of the matter is, uh, she didn't meet Tom till after she was in California for, I think, three years. So, you know, that's sad. I personally do not think that there is enough flights back and forth to the child. The child should have been seeing her every other weekend if the father was raising her, like, you know everybody else does so I'm happy that they've got this really great relationship and it all worked out for him but I'm just saying from my perspective when she came on the show and then what she embodied this Erica Jane personality um it just ugh, it rubbed me the wrong way I was like god she's just so arrogant and gross and full of you know, ostentatious, opulent lifestyle that, you know, it's not hers. She didn't earn it, but I get it. Gold diggers are gold diggers. They all, you know, hook up with 
very wealthy men. And then some of them, like Leah Black, will claim that she came into the marriage with stuff. Sonia does the same thing. I am not trying to diss Sonia, but literally she married JP fucking Morgan. Okay. (laughs) She did not come into that relationship on a level playing field. She may have made some kind of way for herself in the big city. So that is where I was at with Erica. Like I can go back to a little Facebook group that I started and it was right when Erica joined the show and I look at my posts and I, you know, definitely if I needed receipts to prove I've never liked her. So that's what I'm saying. I've never liked her. I've been waiting for this moment for the truth to come out because I knew there was something wrong there. I knew Tom wasn't loaded. There just, it didn't make sense. So when the first lawsuit came out, it went, there you go. They're robbing from Peter to pay Paul. That was a clear and a clear sign and indication that the wealth wasn't adding up. They're not all that. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, who cares? Then there was, I read, remember reading about the burn victim, the PG&E burn victim. And you know what? Literally, when you read the defense that comes from Girardi and Keese, you're like, yeah, he got his money. He sees the TV show. And he's like, maybe they didn't give me enough. And I literally am going to admit right here that I even wrote the fucking article off that I read about um, the young man that was suing Tom. And what's funny is when you don't see faces and you don't see the interview with the victim and you don't see the pictures of the burn victim and you don't, it's when you see it washed down in what was clearly a Tom biased um, article that they wrote to cover Tom's ass because he had it covered across the board. That's why he... He uh, greased the palms of all the politicians, including our shady-ass governor fucking Cal- here in California. Excuse me, I cussed again. I'm trying to clean up my act. So. <laughs> anyway. So, um, the article that I read about the burn victim, and like I said, it totally was like, well, you know, maybe there isn't anything to it. I brushed it off so maybe the cast did as well because they know this person she's telling them behind the scenes you know we're in the business of being sued that was like her excuse for the lawsuits when they started you know when you're in the business of suing people you're also in the business of being sued so flash forward to the shit's hitting the fucking fan. The, these victims are not sitting down. They're sick and tired of watching Erica's expensive to be me and all the fandom and all the money that Bravo's making and Tom's getting a pass. So they really turn up the heat and then here we are. Well, here we are. They got lawyers. They The lawyers are like, yeah, this fuck this guy. I'm going to make a name for myself. I'm going to make some money taking this guy down. And it's going to, you know, that's... So don't think like the lawyers are little babies that are, you know, coddled. And they're all lawyers. They're all in it for the same reason at the end of the day. You know, who said it? Play-Doh? First, you must kill all the lawyers. And then he said that and... 
when he was talking about if we're going to have true democracy. <laughs> anyway, um, I digress. I don't even know if I got that fucking quote right. I'm not that smart. Clearly, I can't spell. I'm not even going to get into that. Um, so here we go. We see a whole season play out. And what gets me, what I find comical, and Bravo, you know, they aren't they aren't gonna call anything. They're like, you know, we're gonna make money on this. We gotta protect ourselves legally. We can't touch certain subjects. I mean, they don't even mention the guy's name. They don't mention PG and E. They don't mention mention not mention mention Lion Air. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on about how protected Bravo keeps themselves legally. So they get the legal experts on board to film. Now, when Erica starts, we know that she knows she's making a plan. So she's like, everything is great. That's the one thing I love about Tom is he's always been supportive of me. You know, all the bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Then she files for divorce. <gasps> Big shocker. Cast is like, but we just got back from Lake Tahoe. That's Dorit. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? And then Erica comes in. And tells this big sob story about um, Tarena, and they're sitting down at dinner, and she's got this big, I left in the middle of the day. I le- no, I drove him to work, and I said, I love you, and he said, thank you. And I went home and packed up a, I mean, okay, lady, first off, when did you become independent? And, like, start hoarding your own fucking money. Like, that's what we all want to know and why. We all know why. We all know. She knew the shit was going to hit the fan. And a lot of us speculate that Tom said, listen, girl, go save yourself. And that the two of them maybe have a secret stash of money. Liars, the more they talk, the more they are lying. And they also insert a little bit of truth in there because they've got to keep you know the validity going but the more they talk the more they lie and they expose themselves at the reunion when she says everybody's coming after me because they think I got a rainbow with a pot of gold underneath it well Erica I think you just kind of admitted that you do I feel like people um When they say, I'm not a liar, I'm not a liar, you just say, I didn't lie. You don't need to go on and on and on. Uh, It's just, it's overkill and we all know it, right? I mean, come on. So, the whole sit down with Renna and Renna's been her lapdog. I would absolutely love to know what the binding glue that keeps those two so close together because at first it was Dorit. Renna couldn't stand Dorit because Dorit exposed that while they were having smoothies at Eden Sassoon's house, Dorinda, Dorinda, because they're kind of one and the same. Renna pops out the bag of pills. Mind you, the bag of pills that you can go back and look at, there's screenshots of it, is definitely full of drugs, narcotics, opiates, benzenes, whatever, you know, uppers, downers, it's all in there. The bag of pills that she produces for the reunion show says, here's my bag of pills, is not the same bag. You don't see 
I had a friend who was a pill popper, and he'd be like, I like to do a couple footballs and then a baseball. Like, he had them all the shapes. You know, they like to talk about the shapes. You look in that bag, and you see footballs, hot hexagons, triangles. Those are the bad pills. So, anyway, what Renna showed you were capsules, like dietary supplement shit. So, anyway, I digress. Oh, Lord. So, my thing about um, Erica's beginning is it definitely did a pivot. Like she says in her book, she said she was done doing the pivot, the little bimbo bimbo thing. She was the, the you know, the just she, she kept doing her act and trying to change it, trying to change it, even though she got Mikey Menden. You know, who couldn't make nothing of that. I mean, the Pussycat Dolls were cool, but they're not iconic. They're not out there. Like, you don't go, oh, my God, the Pussycat Dolls. So, they get, it said somebody said pivot, and then that's when she tried to get on the reality TV. Um, so, she did a pivot when the whole Tom shit was breaking, and the floodgates were coming out, and the news and the girls were acting oh my god she took off from Las Vegas or Palm Springs we know she she says I don't know about any court filings when they're going to come out that was her first excuse when she um she did something the first time she's when the court filings were coming out, they asked, you know, is that why you did this? And she's like, I don't know when there's going to, yes, actually you do know there's people on the inside that leak the stuff out. And it sometimes the media, it's very common and law enforcement will too, will notify the person prior. Hey, listen, just a heads like that doesn't come out of left field. So, she definitely knew the LA Times article was coming out. Um, and then it all shifted. And then that's when the dementia, and the, and that's why we think that she's in with Tom. So, I'm just kind of like preaching to the choir here because I'm saying what everybody was saying all along. What got lost was we were literally stolen a fucking season of Sutton, the noob crystal we got a little bit of crystal but at the end of the day it was basically kind of revolving around erica if they sat down at a table they weren't encouraged to you know hash out much garcelle and renna did go at it and then there was a little bit of the race stuff that you know transpired which i was actually thankful because i didn't really want to hear them talk about it um because we've had enough and it didn't work for New York. And I think Garcelle handled it so perfectly. But she did call out what a fucking piece of shit Dorit is. Dorit is so fucking stupid that when she just sitting there and that got a pass at the... I think they briefly glazed on it at the reunion. But it further... It needed further discussion about how Dorit finds herself racially like ex- exposing her kids to uh, a cosmopolitan world by way of her weight her help staff being diverse come on come on that like got it such a huge pass um Dorit's garbage her little filthy goofy ass bead dressed 
literally was falling apart. It was like the MJ wedding dress. If you watch at the collar, it's like a hole is starting to form on her shoulder. So we just, we, we got, we, we got lost. What did happen though, was you could tell Sutton and Crystal were like, you know what? It would be better if the two of us were joined together. And I think, and this is what I'm hoping, is they're going to take down Erica in this season. So I'll wait to see what the rumors, because as soon as something happens, it starts leaking to the to the blogs and we'll hear about it. So I'm really, I'm, I'm that's what I'm hoping for. I'm And I heard they're like, well, Erica's hoping for a softer season. I don't know about that. I don't know. Oops, sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> um, I I mean, I don't, what are they going to give her a gift for what? For completely lying? For uh, biting off the heads of your their employees and their staff? I just, I don't. I don't understand why she would get a softer season. For me, it was like, okay, Erica, we brought you in. We let you play out your drama. We stood by your side. We supported you. And then now maybe they're going to turn the table and they're going to let everybody have at her. I don't know. <clears throat> they definitely, you know, um, <clears throat> kind of did that with Teresa a little bit when they brought Jacqueline back. I mean, Jacqueline called her out and Teresa was like hey you know listen I don't talk about your uh your lawsuits and you got legal issues and Dash goes like criminal case completely different apples and oranges how could you compare the two so I don't know you know um I guess we'll just let it play out but I do feel and I think that there are cast members that feel that she definitely is this whole Tom thing is there, it, it's not legit. There isn't any animosity for Tom. When she was crying about how could he let this happen to me, I think that was not anger. That was a that was a loving disappointment. I I I a, a loving disappointment. I think that you could you know somebody could that you deeply deeply love can do something that hurts you and uh, you know and you still have forgiveness in your heart, but you're hurt. But you're not mad and that's what I see with Tom you saw the tears and then the answering the questions with the questions I definitely think that that's something I don't it may be a personality trait but I think that was like this is how you deal with it when you get asked the hard questions just ask him what did you want me to do what did it and it worked for her it fucking worked for her nobody ever called her out you saw her on camera at the table what do you guys all want me and she's so angry and she gets a pass and i think that she'll come back even angrier than ever for the next season um i wanted to touch on and i'm not going to do a huge long our podcast I just kind of wanted to wrap it up I think that what came out of it for me was Bravo was definitely protecting her she definitely set all the scenes up 
Um, she argued way too long about the mascara. It should have been like, please, bitch, no, whatever. Like, there was a whole, even the girls were in on it. Um, everybody who's saying, I don't think that she knew. I think at this point, it's not for us whether she knew or not. I think we knew that there was an inkling of something going on. I am going to shock you guys. I'm going to say something that I don't think some people would think I would say. I do believe Tom controlled the, the money situation. I do believe it because there was a clip her first season and they were talking about um, how much they could spend without having to ask the husband. I think they, they do this on all the shows. They did it on... I think uh, OC did it once when they were buying pearls in Indonesia, I think it was. Anyway, um, so they were talking on the show, not at the reality, not at the reality, at the reunion. And Erica kind of mumbled off about, I call Tom's secretary, and then I tell him what I want and how much it costs, and then da-da-da, and she goes to him, and then I get an approval from her. And I, it stuck out to me because I was like, wow, that's fascinating um, that, you know, she's not just going out and buying what she wants. So, but, 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 but listen, he's still paying everything. Like he's still, she had that American Express card, but on the big purchases, she was saying she had to go to Tom's secretary. So I, I can't, I mean, I can lie to myself and go, okay, pretend like you never heard that. And then, you know, yeah, that bitch knew everything. He wasn't in control. Da, 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 da. I, I do think that Tom had, in his quick peppy years, he managed to rob from Peter to pay Paul. And, 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 and uh, provide an example. I can't believe I don't have a word for it. But. Um, display and a, 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 a farce of extreme wealth, like by way of these parties that they said he would hire. He hired big names like Leanne Rhymes for the Christmas party, things like that. So he had an heir. That's what I get. I'm getting old, sucks. And so he liked to have an heir. I've got this hot bitch wife. She's going to be a pop star. Look at her. Fund, fund, fund. She's got on this TV show now, fund it more, fund it more because she's going to be a star and we're all going to be rich. And that's what I think was going on. I think it was a big grand delusion, like a gambling disease. Gamblers go in every day because they win big a couple times that they think it's going to happen again and that they're going to pay off all, all the money they stole from their family, their their office, whatever, because that's gambling is a serious addiction. And to me, I think the fame and the wealth was a big gamble. And I think it became an addiction for the both of them. So that's my thing. Now, I want to go to Ramona, Real Housewives of New York. Um, the leaks have finally come out. Evidently, they're trying to say... Ebony and I and Ebony couldn't have heard this because she wasn't there. But the the racist remark that Ramona is accused of is when Luann asked Ebony to leave, when Ebony completely the somebody who thinks that she's so fucking intelligent, 
when they said it's all about the education, Ebony's like, I have more education than anybody here. Um, honey, they met indoctrination. Don't expect, like, Lou to be able to articulate eloquently what she's saying, but you shouldn't have jumped to a place of brag, elite, I'm better than, and that's what pissed everybody off. And then the whole conversation went south. But, um, so Lou asked Ebony to leave. We saw that, which I didn't like. I did not like that. And it wasn't because Ebony's black. And I was thinking, well, this is a crappy look, you know? Yes, because she's black. But I didn't like her also getting kicked out because I don't like anybody getting kicked out of anything. Like, I think that you all sign up to be together on this show and when they kick somebody out, it just, it's, it's creepy. It's crappy. It's stupid. Let somebody walk out on their own. You know, you don't say, get the fuck out of my house. I thought it was really, really rude. Still drinking coffee. So, um, Luann kicked her out and I'm going to get up the page. It's just on page six and it's saying that Ramona allegedly said, this is why we shouldn't have black people on the show. Okay. And that's all. There's like no anything else. This is the racist comment. And I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it because that's, um, no, I think that she might have said, this is why I don't like race being talked about on the show. This is why I don't think these kind of discussions should be happening on the show. I don't know. So, um, Shed Media, which has, is a conglomerate of Warrant... Oh, where's it at? It's not Bravo TV or NBC Universal that did the investigations. Um... The whole relationship with these production companies is not like anything I understand because I'm not in the industry. Um, I want to say Warren Media. Now I lost it. So, um, yeah, anyway, I'm sorry. I spaced out. I was looking for. So Shed Media did an, a, an internal investigation and then their large company and I apologize for not having the name. I could stop and go find it, but I don't feel like it. Anyway, they did this. So anybody who thinks that Bravo TV or NBC Universal were in on any of this, it, it it's not. So Ebony went to the production, and I think that was her only outlet to complain. So we saw a video where Ebony goes, well, all the other... Uh, shows have reunions I don't know why we didn't and I'm like you don't know why you put in a formal HR complaint so that's what got Jeff Lewis's show canceled Jenny Poulos and Jeff Lewis got in a real heated argument where he actually threw everybody involved with the show under the bus and he stated Jenny broke character by the way, she doesn't work for me. Bravo TV pays her. That's where her paychecks come from. She's not my assistant. She comes in here and plays my assistant. And then she broke character and blamed 
being on the show for not having a real acting career. Honey, this is your acting career. If you were going in there and pretending to be an assistant to Jeff Lewis and making up situations and doing what Bravo TV does with these reality shows, that's acting. When they go, oh, these people aren't actors. No, they are. They are They are all wannabe actors. Every single one of them. They all. Look at Sutton. Sutton wants to be a singer entertainer. Jenny, the newbie from uh, Salt Lake City, comes right out of the box saying, I wanted to be a cabaret star. And she goes into a little ditty, you know, from fucking 1935. Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. I was like, oh, my God. I haven't heard that since I was five, like on a cartoon that was already 50 years old but I digress with that Jenny chick that's gonna be a whole other podcast that whole Salt Lake City and I can't wait because they're saying that they're Hulu's like you know we had so much success with the housewife and the hustler we're gonna do another expose on Jen Shaw God bless them so um God where was I <laughs> I love my sound effects. What else do I got in here? That's gonna be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, it's gonna be awesome. I love that one. That's Travis and uh, Stephanie. Is that better? Is bitch better? Yeah, so bitch that was better. I have you are arrested. Prostitution whore. You are f***ing gay. Yeah, I got to get back into my podcast game and start doing that. So anyway, um, I saw a rumor, and it's so stupid because the rumors based on the Wikipedia changed their their page and took everybody off but Ramona and uh, Sonia. And they're like, the whole cast is fired. The old, I, I don't see them doing that to Luann. I don't know if they're going to bring the show back. Like I was just saying about... So that's what I was talking about. I was talking about flipping out. So Jeff Lewis exposed on Radio Andy, which he Andy freaking puts up with so much from Jeff. He he will not fire Jeff Lewis to save his life. Um, thank God, because I, I love listening to Jeff. But uh, so Jeff early when the show, I mean, literally he just started this radio show and he was supposed to do it with Jenny. Jenny and Jeff were the show. It was Jenny, Jeff, and Gage. Well, they're all gone now. So they filmed this thing and they've got Leah Black there. And I don't know if you saw it. They had a life coach that he had on the radio show. And he said, I want you to come and do this with my crew. So they filmed it and they had Jenny there. And I think because this is my theory and I think Jenny's a little off too. I think that there's something going on. I don't know if she's on a medication but or she's stupid i don't know so i felt that since they had this life coach on the jeff lewis live show on radio andy that and jeff said you're gonna come in and i felt like jenny thought that when she sat down to film that that she was part of like jeff's real world the inner circle world like the real life world the one that goes and does the radio show with jeff world and forgot that she was there as the character Jenny Jeff Lewis's assistant. That's what Jeff said too. And if you watch it, you see her going, yeah, yeah, you know, this is all different for me. Um, what you're saying, because I wanted to, what I'm doing here and what I wanted to be. And they filmed 
Ginny part-time and said Ginny's only working part-time. They brought in Jeff's sister-in-law's sister, Sarah, who was fabulous, to cover for Ginny. So they kind of were incorporating the real-life situation of Ginny wanting to go out and get real acting gigs. So she kind of breaks character with um, this life coach and it pisses Jeff off. Like he's sitting there watching her. You see his face react and it's real. And he's like, what the fuck is she saying? Why is she saying that? Because what it sounded like is she was blaming the opportunities that have been given to her. Nobody would know who she is or who the fuck she is. She wouldn't have got the things that she has already got without the show. And that she was basically blaming. And Jeff doesn't like that. Jeff takes that very personally. So they get in the car and Leah Black is with them. And Jeff's like, what did you mean by that? What did she, and she started going. And it's fucking hysterical. And everybody started laughing at her because it... If you are in the world of Hollywood, you don't just first off go around throwing around a big name. So she said, I had to turn down a movie with Nicolas Cage to keep this job. And they all fucking started laughing at her. And they're like, are you crazy? And she is crazy because that's just not a reality. She made that up. She did not turn down a movie with Nick Cage. And by the way, Nick Cage is kind of, I don't know anybody would want to work with him, but. That's a whole other... Oops, sorry. I hit my microphone. So anyway, um, that was, I guess, I don't know how I even got here, but that's that. Um, what I'm saying about New York City, and I'm like, I don't know what I got here, because I go on these tangents, and that's an ADD thing, so you have to bear with me. But I've been working on it for so long that I definitely, I have little markers in my head that I do, so I know how to go and try to circle back, like Saki does, to what I was saying. So, flipping out was canceled. Like, that, I think, probably... Jeff exposing that it's fucking fake and that Jenny's not really his assistant. I think she started out as his assistant. I think that she started out and was assistant. And when the show started, you know, she wasn't his assistant anymore. She would film being his assistant, but she wasn't, if that makes sense. So I think Jenny went to HR because of the fight that happened in the car. It got very hostile and they were making fun of her and they were laughing at her. It was hard to watch. But at the same time, it was like, girl, 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 back off the star. Leave Jeff alone. Go have these little moments with your husband. You're on a very successful show and you're getting paid a lot of fucking money. Shut the fuck up. You could tell and Jeff was just like he was pissed. So she went to HR and filed a, a harassment a claim complaint. And then denied it, okay? What I think also sealed the deal for Jeff was, and it's filmed, it's, you know, it was on the show. So I think she thought they were going to get over that moment and they decided to go and have a lunch together and they ordered lunch and you could see Jeff, like if you watched him all these years, you know that he is a genuine, compassionate guy, but if you push him over the edge and if you make him... If you're passive aggressive, basically, to Jeff, he won't fucking take it. So as they're sitting there trying to discuss it, and it seemed like Jeff was going to like, okay, let's mend this. Let's keep the show going. And she goes, you have a daughter. And the when she mentioned Monroe, 
His the look on his face just completely changed. His color turned white. She like she went there and she's like, "You have a daughter." And I would hate to think that you would tell your daughter not to chase their dreams. And then he was like, mm-hmm, yeah. And then their food came. And he started eating. And she's like, oh, this salad's really good. And he's like, yeah, the food's really good. You know what? I think that what's best for us is to go our separate ways. And her face dropped and turned completely white. And, it, it, and that was when I'm like, oh, this shit's real. Like, she pushed him too far when she brought up Monroe. Don't go near the fucking kids. When you're talking about somebody's flaws, don't bring up a parenting flaw ever with somebody. (coughs) First off, (coughs) yes, I smoke too much weed. First off, we all know as parents, 99.9% of us go to bed every night going over how what we did wrong and how we're feeling our kids. We are, are already our own worst critics. Um, and when you go there and you say, you know, you're not a good parent, we're all like, you don't know, like we're all doing what we can. So anyway, I knew that that second when she said, I was like, Oh girl, you went for the kid. You went for him being a new parent. Like at this point, Monroe's like make, I think a year old, like she's brand spanking new. And then she's going for the, um, the parenting, the parenting anyway. So we'll see if New York comes back. I think that I've gone on long enough. I don't even think I need to edit anything. It might be a little awkward to, uh, some points might, there might be some dead air, but y'all will live. This is a free podcast. If you have any um, comments, literally you can go to the podcast page and you can record a comment and send it to me or send it to me in the DM specifically in Instagram, but say, hey, this is uh, for your podcast. So that way I can read it. If I'd love to hear, you know, all the thoughts I read. I mean, we all have discussions on my Instagram anyway, but... Um, thanks for listening. I am going to be coming back and getting back into this. I, I don't know why I stopped doing the podcast. I, I, when Instagram took my live feeds away and I couldn't do the live feed recaps, um, I was bummed, but this is the thing is I was recording doing the live feed recaps and then I wasn't posting the podcast. I, and I don't know why I felt like I had to go back and censor not censor, but edit. Um, because when you're doing the live feeds, there's, you know, I, I would get yell at the TV. So I think I'm going to stick to this, just doing these recaps. And if you're interested in um, chiming in, I can patch you in through Instagram. If you wanted to make a few comments about something, I'd love to have you on. Other than that, everybody enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Hang in there. We're all in this to freaking gather. Um, I... I don't know. I don't know. World's a crazy place. It's nice to have something to escape. And thank God for our Bravo shows. I just hope that they go back to what they were. Everybody have a great day. Thanks again.